1: Chicago's Black Business Radio Network, all black, all news, all you.
0: Would you like to learn something new and exciting? Have you always had an interest in a subject but didn't want to spend a fortune going back to school? The Chicago Learning Center is the place for you. Learn about real estate, the stock market. Learn to be a voiceover artist. If you like to dance, there are classes on salsa and merengue. Interested in preparing a meal for your family? If so, CLC has cooking and baking classes. Want to know the ins and outs of being a handyman? Yep. Uh Uh-huh, CLC has that, too, and much more. The Chicago Learning Center. Take a class, relax, treat yourself. No grades, no tests, just fun. The Chicago Learning Center, 773-891-1999.
1: That's the Chicago
0: Learning Center. Call today, 773-891-1999.
1: Chicago's Black Business Radio Network, all black, all news, all you.
2: They're talented, and they're smart. That's why Totally Positive Productions provides a special place where our youth can grow into the best that they can be. Parents, are you looking for a safe place where your child can meet new friends and learn new skills after school? Visit www.totallypositiveproductions.com to find out about their after-school and weekend programs. Follow Totally Positive on Facebook to stay up-to-date on free cultural enrichment, field trips, and talent shows. Volunteer, support, and donate at TotallyPositiveProductions.com. Let's not waste any more time. A child is waiting. Visit TotallyPositiveProductions.com today.
1: Chicago's Black Business Radio Network. All black, all news, all you. Chicago's Black Business Radio Network, all black, all news, all you.
0: Would you like to learn something new and exciting? Have you always had an interest in a subject but didn't want to spend a fortune going back to school? The Chicago Learning Center is the place for you. Learn about real estate, the stock market. Learn to be a voiceover artist. If you like to dance, there are classes on salsa and merengue. Interested in preparing a meal for your family? If so, CLC has cooking and baking classes. Want to know the ins and outs of being a handyman? Yep. Uh Uh-huh, CLC has that, too, and much more. The Chicago Learning Center. Take a class, relax, treat yourself. No grades, no tests, just fun. The Chicago Learning Center, 773-891-1999. That's the Chicago Learning Center. Call today, 773-891-1999.
1: Chicago's Black Business Radio Network, all black, all news, all you.
2: They're talented, and they're smart. That's why Totally Positive Productions provides a special place where our youth can grow into the best that they can be. Parents, are you looking for a safe place where your child can meet new friends and learn new skills after school? Visit www.totallypositiveproductions.com to find out about their after-school and weekend programs. Follow Totally Positive on Facebook to stay up-to-date on free cultural enrichment, field trips, and talent shows. Volunteer, support, and donate at totally com. Let's not waste any more time. A child is waiting. Visit totally com today.
1: Chicago's Black Business Radio Network, all black, all news, all you.
2: You're listening to Chicago's
1: Black Business Radio Network, all black, all news, all you. This broadcast is designed to service the African-American communities in Chicago and around the world. Chicago's Black Business Radio Network is an Afrocentric media organization designed to express the collective interests of the black world community through broadcasts that initiate tangible, measurable change. Through the assimilation of knowledge across various industries and genres. This segment is called CBBN Business Journals. CBBN Business Journals will feature interviews with business owners, authors, and other innovators from around the world. We share so that we can all grow from their experiences. This is our first show of the new year, and we're excited. Don't think that we haven't been working. Look for the premiere of CBBN Tech Talk on February 5th. That's one of our new shows. Our guest today is Noah Jemison, author, artist, professor, and world traveler. He studied fine arts at the University of Iowa, earning an MA and MFA, Degrees. He has taught at the collegiate level, and you will find his works in many public and private collections throughout the U.S. and the world. He is here today to talk about his new book, Buried Treasure, the Story of New York's First African Americans. This book, which is an art book, was inspired by the discovery of a forgotten burial ground. And he's going to share that story with us today. But first, we want you to know that all of our shows and our entire network have, from the very beginning, been dedicated to keeping the memory and spirit of Mayor Harold Washington on the minds and in the hearts of our people. How do you remember Harold Washington? I'm Sonia Cassandra Perdue, author of Black America, Asking Ourselves the Tough Questions, now available on Amazon.com. And you can get your autographed copy of The Tough Questions at AskingOurselvesTheToughQuestions.com. I'm also a producer for this series. Visit us at Chicago, that's Chicago with an S, Chicago's Black Business Radio Network.com, and be a part of all that we do. If you're interested in hosting the show, or being a guest or a sponsor, please just give us a call at 773-609-2226. Let's welcome our guest, Noah Jemison, author of Buried Treasure, the story of the first African-Americans in New York to see BBN Business Journals. Good morning, Noah.
3: Good morning, Ms. Perdue, and I'd like to say good morning to your listening audience. As you said, I'm an artist and a professor, and I've traveled extensively, and quite honestly, I've been curious all my life. I started uh, creating art around three years old, (laughs) really just making sculpture and drawing and painting and hanging underneath my grandmother's quilting (laughs) horses so that I could find out about the good old days when she was a child, and I think that led to... A curious a curiosity about our history, and this book that I've created concerns the first African Americans in New York, who came uh, in 1626. The second group who uh, came after those in 1619 in Jamestown, Virginia. I uh, was very fortunate to have a father who was who was a uh, a musician, and and an uncle who was an artist. And I went to a couple of schools that had good art teachers, so I was surrounded by people who taught me that uh, creativity was something special, something important. And I didn't realize how lucky I was until I got out into the world and I found out a lot of people who were creative had no one to kind of help guide them along the way. And I heard you say something about Harold Washington, who I thought was something very special that came through Chicago around the time when I really started going back and forth to the University of Iowa, where I got my uh, advanced degrees. Uh, Chicago's always been very special to my heart, because it's right in the—it's the hub of the country, I've had two or three shows there. You have some great institutions and some wonderful uh, creative artists there. Uh, It's probably the most important regional uh, center that we have, and I'm over here in New York, which is like the international hub of art, and it has been probably since, I think, the end of World War II. Cassandra?
1: Well, Noah... I wonder, I'm wonder. i wondering here, and if you were share with my listeners one thing you said, um, you started at the beginning talking about your grandmother and the quilting. Well, quilting, although they may not have considered it, it is now considered an art form. Is that not correct?
3: It's always been a big art form, and not to mention the, fall, the, the, the fact that it was one of the most important social gatherings in the black community. Uh, quilting bees were... Infamous for passing on the ladies gossip what was happening in the <laughs> in the community <laughs> and my grandmother not only made quilts she made uh, her own uh curtains and she had uh, probably the best knowledge of medicinal plants that I've ever ever seen one of the most intelligent woman, women in the world who had just a fourth grade education but she 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 taught me that real knowledge comes from having lived life. (laughs) Even though I've gone to school, I still respect
1: those people who get knowledge that way. Absolutely, absolutely. And not only uh, if you look at the quoting and how that contributed to the social uh, and cultural aspect of our history, uh, it taught a lot of when uh, you learn those type of skills, because people find it strange that I know how to sew, knit, uh, do all these different things, and I find it strange that you don't know how to do any of them, you know, <laughs> because we were, we were taught these things when it we just, were little. We you did learn yeah. how to sew and knit and crochet and embroidery and needlepoint. Uh, we just I, – so I thought that other people were taught these things as well because we weren't, but they're not, and they have, they don't have these particular type of skills which teach more than design and creativity. Exactly. They do spur it, if you would agree with me, but they teach other things as well. And and I'm sure you find, as you said, you've met a lot of people uh, who was out there that didn't have your opportunities and did not come up in an artistic, creative family. So mm-hmm. they did not have this experience that you did. Do you find that these people... Uh, They look upon it differently as you. It's kind of breathed into you, and and uh, you understand the processes differently. So (laughs) you tell us that makes them a different type of person than you are. Tell us and their thought processes. Won't you tell us a little bit about that aspect?
3: Well, actually, (laughs) your point is well taken because as a as an educator and an artist, I've always advocated uh, not only girls learning how to use some of these things, but boys as well. It's just like boys should learn how to cook and clean house and everything because you never know when your wife or your mother is going to be incapacitated and you might have to carry on. But crocheting, uh, needlework, uh Anything that you're doing like that with your hands, I would love to teach in an art class because I think you need to have that kind of detail work. I work using the whole body to create my paintings and everything, but I also get to the point where I have to draw and have to be very technical sometimes down in in various phases of it. So it's like... The combination between the details and the overall general thing, and I think an artist has to have that range in order to really be powerful and to express one's soul. It's just it's it's not. We we're getting into the point where we forget that being a, the hands is not anathema. <laughs> we need to use the hands for something other than using the keyboard. Hands are the things that made, that brought human beings to where they are now. The fact that we can take that thumb and oppose the fingers is what separates us from the rest of the mammals, along with this large brain, of course. But we
1: forget,
3: we forget that where we came from in Africa, textiles and design and all that kind of stuff, it's still very prevalent. When I go to Africa, the first thing I do is go looking for uh some of the places where they do indigo dyeing and they have uh all kinds of designs that are in, in everything from the architecture all the way down to I mean just about everything that you wear and you find in in the homes in a place like Mali with the Dogon everything in their village is a work of art so We've gotten away from that over here, I guess because of the machines and all that, but hands are important, and being able to manipulate them is is very important.
1: Yes, it is. You're listening to Chicago's Black Business Radio Network. Today's segment is CBBN Business Journals. Our guest today is Noah Jemison, author of Buried Treasure, The Story of the First African Americans in New York. First, what we want to do is just tell us a little bit about the book, and then we're going to go to a break, and you're going to read an excerpt for us. So tell us what led up to the book, and just tell us a little bit about it.
3: Well, the book actually uh, started, I guess, germinating uh, in my mind early in 1991 when I found out that there was a burial ground. (laughs) We... Didn't know that underneath all of these government buildings that that uh, constitute the lower portion of Manhattan was a huge swath of land where the earliest African Africans were, were located. They were set up like a buffer zone between the lower Manhattan where the uh, Dutch set up there, the white uh, portions of New York, and in between the the wilderness where the, the lenape the native americans were located and we were buffer zone because the the, the colonials would go over and attack the native american village and we would the, get the brunt of their retaliation so it was the the barrier ground that we we were going to be talking about is a very small portion of a huge Swath of land that became really the focal point for New York for during the early part of the 18th and latter part of the uh, 18th and 19th century.
1: Now, before the book, before discovering this burial ground, were you uh, into the history that much? How how did this this oh, come I've about? Oh, I've been
3: this? into I, I've been into our history. Ever since I went to I probably grade school and I read Br' Rabbit and I and the one character I loved the the pictures and stuff that the first grade teacher had on the bulletin boards and the pictures in the books and stuff and when I read Burr Rabbit and I got to the, the the first character who was black in in <laughs> in those early days which was the tar baby I looked around to try to find out if everybody it was taking offense to it like I was, and I, the only person who really registered any concern was my teacher. And from then on, I started wondering, why, you know, what was our contribution? What, what, what do we do? And every time I would talk to an adult, they I would get an answer that said more about the adult than about our history. You know, there's, you know, this whole notion using the N word ain't you know, the uh, excrement. And I said, no, that's a fool there. (laughs) Even though he's got a black face, he doesn't know his history. And then uh, my father and my uh, math teachers and the people who did know, who were knowledgeable, would almost whisper. I was was living in Birmingham, Alabama, so they couldn't come out straight and just, you know, be too vocal about it because you never know and knew if there was a ravenous racist around but they would whisper, Well, sure, our kids can learn these hard subjects. We invented it and I would say, What, what, what would okay. <laughs> know, be just, just two of us there, they would be whispering as if they were afraid to say it. So I started and they studying started, okay. I started trying to ferret out the truth and then what I realized was our story is still there, but you have to go get it. Just like some subjects, you you can't expect the Teachers, the teachers to, to, teach to pour it in by like osmosis. You know, you got you got to go and get it. You have to work towards it. You have to teach yourself, and the teachers are there more as a guide than as somebody who's just going to pour it into your head. And what I found out, of course, was that we had a great deal to do with it. In fact, the bulk of ancient history, all the way up until the 1500s, is I mean, we colonized the world. We gave the world civilization. We uh, brought out all of the different sciences and the art forms. I mean, I mean, you, anything from medicine to architecture to engineering, geometry. Uh, we were dealing with civilization probably ever since the. The latter part of the late uh, 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 ice age when they like to talk in terms of three or four thousand years ago but it really goes back about ten thousand years ago and when you get to the real distance you see that in uh, seven thousand years ago the human animal almost became extinct and the only place they exist was right at the tip of South Africa And as the ice began to recede and the animals began to go out into different other parts of the world, human beings followed them. And the next place we find it, 50,000 years ago, is in Australia. They went all the way around a land route to Australia. And while we had civilizations going on in Mesopotamia, and in uh, around the Nile Valley, and I don't mean you can't extract the Nile Valley out of Africa since it's over 4,000 miles long, and it comes from the very heart of Africa. I found that all the influences came from the, the very center of Africa out into the world, and so we we our kids need to know this. I mean, it's it's armor to protect them from racism, and it's. And they need to know who they are, and if you don't know Absolutely. who you are, someone else will tell you who you are that's 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 what's been my motivating uh, factor in learning our history. I wanted to know who we were, and i I'm not surprised that it's the very opposite of what we've been taught in this country it's the It's the uh, information uh, that's been lost during slavery.
1: And that's worldwide when when people dominate other people, they do destroy their culture and their language and their history. Exactly. But as you say, it, it's not going to come and fall on us, me or anyone else. We got to go and searching for it. You listen yes. to Chicago's Black Business Radio Network. Today's guest is Noah Jemison, author of Very Treasure The Story of the First African Americans in New York. We're going to take a very short break, and Mr. Jemison is going to come back with us and read an excerpt from his book. So please stay with us. Chicago's Black Business Radio Network, all black, all news, all you. Remember playing Bidwist on Friday nights all night long? Did you know you were writing history?
0: The Evolution of Bidwist has received warm responses from Bidwist players and black history enthusiasts across the USA. The Evolution of Bidwist is an authoritative book containing the most comprehensive information ever published on the subject. It's now available at RonaldLAllen.com. The book covers every aspect of the game, from its origin and growth period to its international expansion. Get your autographed copy at ronaldlallen.com today. Sit down tonight with
1: friends to a game of L Visit ronaldlallen.com today. Chicago's Black Business Radio Network, all black, all news, all you.
2: Chicago's Black Business Radio Network, all black, all news, all you. Listen to Tracy E. Lewis on Fridays at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time for the inside story on real estate investment. Coming up on Wednesdays at 3 p.m. is Diana Long with Art and Social Justice Issues. On Tuesdays at 9 a.m., listen to Akeem Ugle with news for the passive real estate investor. Listen to CBBM Business Journals Monday through Friday at 11 a.m. and listen to The Tough Questions noon with host Sonya Cassandra Purdue. Visit us at Chicago's, the Chicago with an S, Chicago's Black Business Radio Network dot com to be a sponsor. Give us a call at 773-609-2226 to sponsor an upcoming episode. Call us at 773-609-2226. Thank you.
1: Chicago's Black Business Radio Network,
2: all black, all news, all you.
1: Welcome back to the show, and thank you for staying with us. Our guest today is Noah, Noah Jemison. And, Mr. Jemison, come on back with us, and we want you to uh, set up the excerpt from your book and read your excerpts for our audience. Okay.
3: Cassandra, I have two small excerpts I'd like to share with the audience. The first is a dedication and acknowledgement and, uh, and a brief essay that my daughter w- wrote who is a writer and becoming famous in her own right. In the dedication, I said that On the morning of September 11, 2001, I found myself joining to lower Manhattan to attend an in-service meeting for members of an art group that I had been affiliated with at the Deutsche Bank. Late, because of reflecting on the most beautiful sky I had experienced in over 40 years as a resident of the city of New York, when I emerged from the subway station at Chambers Street My senses were assaulted by a feverish flurry of activity emanating from nearby government buildings. Black cars with tinted windows were quickly exiting in every direction from the many buildings that bordered the north side of Chambers Street. It didn't take me long to realize the cause of the wild commotion, however. Someone had attacked the World Trade Center the citadel and symbolic center of America's great power, the spot where our multicultural, upwardly mobile society had first taken shape on the American continent. (laughs) New York, for me, had long been considered a uniquely liberal city like Paris, Rome, Venice, or Berlin. Berlin. In 1991, I had learned the buildings from which the CIA and FBI agents were now hurriedly uh, exiting were built on top of the old African burial ground. Unable to bury their dead in the cemeteries adjoining Trinity Church and the churches down in the white section, the earliest African New Yorkers had established a cemetery just north of what was the white city's beginning through a massive city capital gains project to create a level terrain in lower Manhattan, the cemetery site had been lost to obscurity beneath 30 feet of dirt from what was once called uh, Bunker Hill, a 110-foot mountain. It was rediscovered in 1991 during the construction of a federal office building on Broadway between Duane and Reed Street. It is estimated that at its height, the cemetery had housed the remains of approximately 1,500 African uh, 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 free and enslaved uh,
2: Americans.
3: Later, out of respect for that first black New York group, I had ventured to the burial site to observe the reinterment of the relics and bones after they had been studied in our nation's capital, Washington, D.C. Arriving for the procession, I had no preconceived notion of developing an art form from the experience, but as usual, the muse picks her own source and time of inspiration for the creative artist's. When I arrived back home at my studio after that very intense experience, I found myself engaged and caught up in a type of feverish artistic activity, similar to the energy of the G-men escaping in their cars. Composition after composition seemed to just jump out of me of its own volition, with me merely serving as conduit. When the dust settled it was obvious that the whole story had appeared to me in visual form. I immediately contacted my friends Verzel and Bonnie James in Chicago to help with the book's design and production, enlisted my daughter, Nora K. Jemison, a very skilled and and famous writer, to create the essay, and contacted the services of the National Parks in Lower Manhattan, in the person of Mr. Jim Jimmy Clickley, who is now over most of the tourist sites in Manhattan, uh, he got me in touch with his supervisor, one Mr. O'Connor, and there was a Miss Rambo Minnie, who was the public affairs specialist. My many thanks to all of the above, and none should be held responsible for my assertion. The essay that my daughter wrote. Home is where the heart is, they say. It is a simple transaction known well to the Lenny the Napa, who were the original uh, inhabitants of the island, and 10,000 times more meaningful than the 60 guilders, which the trade goods supposedly paid for Manhattan, which is the original name of the island. Get a home, they say. But they do not speak of what you get when you pay in bones or blood or sinew and skin or when your heart is not just given but taken and thrown away in a hole which forms the foundation for a great city a city that then forget forgot you existed i exist new york i am here i am you i am more than slaves more than survivors I am crafters and traders, mothers and sons, singers and scientists, and stevedores. I built the streets you walk upon, and dug the tunnels you travel to get here, and strung the bridges. I breathed the stench of the landfills and the barks before these things were paved over with parks and flowers. I danced jigs with the Irish and did time with them in prison, whispering of revolution. I worked shoulder to shoulder with the Italians and the Chinese and the Jews. I stood watching wearily as each of them in their turn took the bargain that their pale of shades brought. Throw the nigger under the bus and you get the union jobs and their rent money and the votes they've spent generations fighting to earn. I kept working with them anyway. There was a lot of work to do. I am as ubiquitous as Dwayne Reed. I was Wall Street before Wall Street became cool. I am you. Now the home that I brought welcomes me through its doors. Fifteen thousand hearts as down payment. Countless drops of sweat and tears as mortgage towards the prime real estate. A few panels of explanation and some space for an occasional libation. But what is the interest on all those forgotten decades? Can I take Mr. out Jimison? some equity? Yes. Is it close I'm, to the end? I'm,
1: I'm going to stop you right there. We okay. are coming up because this is a 30-minute show. But what I want to do is I want to invite you back again, and I want you to start again with that particular essay. That is That is okay. great. But what I want you to do, I know I know that Roselle James of James Graphics and Publication are the publishers of your book. Uh in the last we have about forty five seconds left. In the last forty five seconds would you tell our listeners where we can find your book? Well,
3: we have the uh you you can uh get it online and it's at uh jam uh, uh, publishing at dot uh, com, and the book itself is uh, thirty-four dollars and ninety-five cents. It's Jam Graphics and Publishing. Uh, Verzel and his okay. wife, his and wife also, was a guitar. I'm sorry.
1: Okay. And, and it's also Amazon on Amazon dot com as well.
3: Yes, you can get it on both places, but it's best to just uh, write this uh, Jam J A M. Graphics dot com is it's it's probably the best way to, to, to get it. Jam And you can always jam, you can always, yes.
1: Jamgraphicsanddesign.com. dot com. That's great. Our guest today has been Noah Jemison, author of Buried Treasure, the story of the first African Americans in New York. And it and it's been absolutely great and we must absolutely talk again, Noah.
2: Uh, okay.
1: The time the time flies. It just, it just absolutely flies. We could do this <laughs> for another I understand. hour, yeah. and I know we could. And uh, we want to have you back again very very soon. I want to thank you for being with us today. Okay. You're very welcome. <laughs> okay. You've been listening to Chicago's Black Business Radio Network. Today's segment is called CBBN Business Journal. I'm Sonia Cassandra Purdue, founder of Chicago's Black Business Network. We are a social media management and training organization. Visit us at Chicago's, best Chicago with an S, Chicago's Black Business Radio Network.com. We'll be back with you soon, and so will Mr. Jemison. Thank you so much for being with us today. Enjoy your week. Goodbye. Thank you, Mr. Jemison. Bye-bye.
3: You're very welcome.